Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Welcome, welcome. This is episode 13 of Riding the Pine. I'm Hondo here with Guy. What's up, Guy? Yo, yo. Oh, man. So, MTG is kind of under the weather today. So, unfortunately, we're, called him sick. we're recording without him. However, the show must go on. The show must go on. There's a lot of basketball. There was some awesome stuff going on this week. Yeah. So you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay this week. First and foremost, Philly plays very very close with Cleveland in, in a com- completely unexpected this is one of them that just almost just blew my mind because yeah. I'm like we are in a post prediction state right now yes. I don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen uh right. the Clippers knock down the Spurs in like man the Clippers are showing some strength yeah I'm really happy with that one although I really like the Spurs I think Clippers um are just showing everyone that they're not fussing around they are first in the West they are for, in the re- they're for real yeah well yeah I mean they're for real but they they are literally first in the West which is just I, and I, you know, we'll get into it over this episode and future episodes. It's just like, who is going to beat them at, at full strength? I, I think Golden State can do it. Yeah. But man, Spurs are going to, like, it's going to be, you know, knockdown, drag out type of fighting between They're them. They're all going to be dogfights. Yeah. For sure. So it's awesome. As a fan, as oh, a, yeah. you know, as a diehard fan, like, I couldn't, I couldn't hope for anything. And just better. a quick note on Philly, like, they're quickly becoming one of my favorite teams to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm in love with Embiid. I have, I have Embiid <laughs> fever. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a, in Bieber. In Bieber. All right. I'm going to move on from that. Thanks, the, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> um, we do have to talk just – so another notable game from the fifth. The Hawks – the Hawks are playing pretty strong, and the Hawks, uh, they defeated Harden in the Rockets. The Rockets are not like a write-off this season. Not at all. They are, they are definitely not a write-off. They are not a, a Dallas-caliber team. Right. But they are uh, – they're kind of – they're, they're going to be hit and miss. They're going to make the playoffs – but it's gonna. It's hard to say, kind of, what what Where no, yeah, what number they'll land on. But the Hawks are super interesting, led by the resurgence of Dwight Howard. Like, who would have saw that coming? No, no, no idea. We, we didn't. I wrote I, the Hawks off. I know that um, MTG RIP this week. Um, <laughs> he had them in the playoffs. I didn't have them in the postseason, and I thought that a Kent Bazemore, Dwight Howard led team with you know. Dennis Schroeder, as at the point, didn't seem that great, but they are kicking boots in the whiskey lounge. <laughs> All right, so moving moving on to the fifth, I I assume that you're talking about Booker's thirty nine, or yeah. moving on to the sixth. Um, Booker books thirty nine against who 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 was in that game? That was I the uh, is Phoenix. I don't know. I'm sorry, man. Well, but we'll, it was what, what's crazy, crazy about this is that previous night he had. 38. So you've been back to back, 38 and 39 as yeah. a second year player. Hey, this is my pick for most improved player of the yeah. year. You so. guys both got it right. You know, you and uh, MTG had uh, um, D'Angelo Russell. I had fucking Brandon Jennings. What is wrong with me? Um, yeah, Brandon Jennings is not anywhere near that. Um, so this is this was uh, the Phoenix. Oh, this was yeah the the Phoenix Lakers Lake game? the Phoenix Lakers game. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. And. Um, and then another thing, like, you know, Barnes goes for 34, but he loses still. But just, I don't know. I, I but Barnes him. is always going to lose. In my opinion, Barnes always loses. But that's his career high. You know? no, hey, like that's like, hey, that, that, no, that's, that's a statement game. That, that is a statement game. Okay, we do have to, we have to move on to the seventh because this, this is an epic, an epic stat. 
Steph Curry goes from just an abysmal, like 0 for 10 in, in week two on one of, one of those games. I, th- I think that was the Lakers game. It was. And then he, uh, man, he ends up going for 13 three-pointers in one game. Unconscious. <laughs> like that is 46 too- points and he didn't even blink an eye. And you know what's funny is that I was kind of joking about, hey, this is quickly becoming Kevin Durant's team. Yeah. He's like, nope, I'm here as well, you know. I'm making that old, <laughs> as he <laughs> he's, has said. In so he's course. actually still – so I was researching a few stats on this, and uh, Curry is behind Durant in points, and Durant yeah. is actually not that far behind from a three-point percentage. He's he's shooting over 40% from three. I think Cur- he's top five yeah. in the NBA right now. Curry's shooting like almost 47%, which is just unheard of. Um, and our boy Wiggins shooting 56%. Man, man. That's something insane we should talk about later. But Incredible. Okay, and then uh, Harden, Harden, is just, Harden is just going off. He's I, making me such a fan of that team yeah. when I was not a fan of him at all, yeah. and especially the him and Howard you, gonna Are you going to buy the Harden beard oil? Or oh, what, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do Dude, I've already bought the Harden beard oil. <laughs> I'm just growing my beard out for November now. My, it's now quickly becoming James Harden Ember. <laughs> Perfect. No, he he goes for a 32 and 15 uh, against Washington. Boy, Washington. Ugh. That's a they, story that they, for another episode. They give me just indigestion, man. <laughs> Holy man! <laughs> I thought it was just dairy, but uh, no, it's like, dude. I need Bino after watching them, man. <laughs> but no, I just want to say, like, Harden, man, he's leading the league in assists and um, and probably turnovers, but um, <laughs> the, he's becoming, he's just a really fun player to watch right now. I'm excited for Houston fans. Uh, take that for what it is. But um, that team was unwatchable for the past few seasons, even though that they were doing well. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a, about some other unwatchable teams here oh, yeah. as we move because, along. Because, boy, there are some. Oof. Okay. I don't know. So let's move on to the eighth. Portland. Portland is just like has some. There's something in the water down in Portland where it's like, hey, we want to take this to overtime because we want to give the fans just a little bit more ball. Like how many games do they have? They have like there's only been like nine or ten games. Yeah. Nine or ten. They have like four four overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Three or four overtime games. And I'm just like and and they're barely like they're. They rise to the occasion for some games, and then all of a sudden they just tank on the other games. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. There's no doubt in my mind of how good Lillard is playing right now, or you know, McCollum as well. But I still, like, this is, like, where, again, where are they going to land? But we'll, we'll, we'll continue to watch it. Um, can you talk a little bit about this? This is the, uh, uh, the Marcus All game winner on, yeah. on the 8th. Kind of a controversial play too, but uh, Marcus All Memphis um, taking it over. Uh, it was t- it was like uh, they were down by one with uh, one point seven or point seven left, and he nailed this game winner, which was like this inbounds play from a savvy vet and Vince Carter over the head of um, you know Denver's bigs, and Gasol just tips it in as in old fat cold fashion. It was awesome. It was unbelievable to watch. But they're actually reviewing that play, and and Denver's protesting that game yeah. to replay a point seven second game. <laughs> like, do they do they just do you do they that happened? Like meet a, up again and yeah, just play like the, you're actually gonna catch two games yeah. a point seven second game yeah. and then a full you know full 40s so. yeah uh unbelievable full no yeah. i uh oh, full 48 man man my number my numbers this is like an 82 like oh my goodness your numbers are going in other areas yeah probably. you know I'll, I'll tell you a number before we move too far ahead here i'm 90 for 138 Okay, I'm 90 for 138. That that means I've I've gotten 90 games right, which is which is good for the season. That's 65. percent I the the post election picking was the worst that I had. Like my mind was, I was like, I was like, whatever you're picking, I'm just gonna throw off like a couple of weird picks. And I was just like, I I went like four for 11 that day. Just but uh, post election hangover day. But otherwise, it's it's going all right. I was riding I was riding like teams like Indiana and. Milwaukee and Ugh. no more, no longer. <laughs> we'll, we'll, no longer. We'll go into a full deep dive later on. I do want to say one thing: yeah. the forty-six points by Steph is uh, pre-election results. <laughs> <laughs> pre-election. He gave us a gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last highlight of the eighth. Let's get into the last highlight. Of the Atlanta. Atlanta shows some steam over Cleveland. It's a moxie, man, and uh, that makes it interesting. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna back Atlanta in that game, but yeah. I do like it because it's like. Hey, Cleveland, 
you you do need to get beat. I didn't want to see them go yeah. like twenty five and zero and just let it go to their heads. Oh, I so know. it would have been the worst. <laughs> just, worst. J- just the worst. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, go ahead. It does peg the question: Is Dwight actually better than we thought? Like he was really good in Orlando, but we haven't seen him since his Orlando days, and he's kind of just trucking it. He is a rebounding machine. He's like second in the league in rebounds next to Hassan Whiteside, and mm-hmm. he's um, basically doing essentially what he was doing. In Houston and in Lake and in Lakers, but way more efficiently, and he's he's the guy in a lot of ways too. So he's like doing fifteen and fifteen, you know, it's insane. Yeah, he's he controlled that game from opening tip, and I've never seen that happen. We can move on, but yeah, it's insane. Okay, so dropping into uh, the ninth, uh, <laughs> just a quick hit on this: Otto Porter going off for thirty four in Washington versus Boston. There's something in the water in Boston. Like I don't understand what's going on over there, but. Definitely, for sure. Otto Porter hitting a career-high 34 is kind of an I just, anomaly. I, I just saw it, and my mind was just like, what is what is going on? Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not writing off this Boston team, but they are they are highly erratic right now. So I think a lot of it is just due to they lost a couple players. Not that Evan Turner was meaningful, but um, they lost a couple players like that. And they gained Al Horford, who's been injured. Yeah. So they ha- actually are a little weak up in the I think he's court. only played like three games this season. Yeah, I mean, those are the three games he's played one, too. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, boy, Charlotte is showing some strength right now. I love it, man. Charlotte and over Utah. You know what? That's, that's a tough game for me to pick, like, consistently all, like, all season. I just, like, don't know exactly. Yeah. Like, Charlotte, if they play at their best, they can beat Utah. But Utah has enough enough going for them, especially right. with Hayward back, that they can win games. Right. So, I kind of crazy. Definitely, it's a pick crazy. Em game. I, I don't have a, an answer for that. I just love that game because it came down to it. And Charlotte's balanced attack, meaning like you know they had seven or eight players out of their ten man rotation in double figures, whereas Utah just kind of rode two or three players that whole game. Yeah, um, just based on you know circumstance, dude. I think Hayward's gonna make the make, make the so. uh, All Star All Star game. I, I do like that we called All Star game nominees. Let, let's continue to call that basically until until the All Star game. Like we're calling it like a couple games in. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I, I think I know the uh, All Star game picks. Like that's that's when you know you've kind of like run into the diehard circles. <laughs> like oh, I know who's gonna I know who's gonna hit the uh, for sure. Who, who's gonna hit the All Star game? Um, I'll let you, uh, you. You now have a podium. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, career high from Zach Levine with 37. He was unstoppable from the three-point line. And Wiggins, career career and also season-leading three-point field goal player, Air Wiggins, <laughs> were unconscious in this game. And uh, they beat Orlando, who is quite a team of... Frustration. <laughs> they have no identity. They're forcing <laughs> players like Aaron Garden, Gordon to play the two. <laughs> Just so you can have a couple minutes out there. And they're relying on Serge Ibaka. You know, like $100 million, 12-point a game Serge Ibaka. Like, that team is abysmal. Um, but they have the weekend. At least, <laughs> I just love talking about his hair and how he needs his mom. They need a barber change, you know. You have that. You make that much money and you stay with the same barber. Isn't that what you said to me? <laughs> that's. I don't know if I said it, but oh. that, that's pretty funny. Um, okay, all right. So past the Minnesota Orlando game, uh, Raptors. Raptors also kind of come through in a in a big win over OKC. OKC is not. They're they are not out of it, and they are just like. They are showing that they're gonna they're gonna kind of kick and fight till the end here. Yeah. But uh, I just I it's it's so unpredictable what, <laughs> what they're what they're going to bring. Yeah. Um we we cannot stop the DeRozan train for some reason. He is just <laughs> He's he, a Tesla. Yeah, he's just going. I mean he outscored Russ in this game, yeah. uh, which is which is a statement in and of itself uh, sure. this season. Um boy. And you know, we'll, it our this was supposed to be our game of the week, and this <laughs> ended this ended up being probably the worst game the stomp of the week, the worst game of the week because the uh, the Clippers just destroyed uh, destroyed, Portland. destroyed Portland. It was over at halftime, probably after the first quarter. Honestly, well, look at that twenty point margin after the first quarter. Yeah, because look at they the Clippers scored thirty six in the first. Uh, Trailblazers scored 16. Yeah. Then Trailblazers go on to score 16 in the second. So it's like it's 51 to 32 at the half. And Good I'm just luck. like, no, you can't do that against these Clippers. They're not. They're not going to let you back in the game, man. So I don't know. 60, 61. But I, I still 60, 61 to 32. 61. I, I math is tough for me today. Um, but the uh, 
I still like the rivalry, even even if even that if that was a stomping, like it's it's still gonna kind of be a it's gonna be a fun game. Because think about what happens in the next Golden State Lakers game. Oh yeah, Golden State is gonna like they're gonna they they want to clock them by like fifty. Like that was an anomaly, and we're gonna we're going to destroy you with everything oh, yeah. that we have <laughs> next time. All right, so let's continue to move on. Moving to the tenth. Um, do have to hit on this that D Wade. This is D Wade's first return to Miami. Mm-hmm. I watched part of this game. This game was sloppy. I couldn't watch it. It was it was just really really tough. I like how the fans um, embraced him. You know, with that like homage to Wade, and they celebrated him for the moment before the game, and then they started booing him. Yeah, like, they're fans of Miami. You know, like that, I like that. That, that. That's good. I mean, just like how much do you want to embrace somebody who's <laughs> left you? Like this is like an ex girlfriend. Yeah. You like you don't really like you don't want to root them. You like. You're happy that they're doing okay, yeah. but like, you know, on on the inside, you're like, get out of here, yeah. just just leave, <laughs> just leave, please. Um, okay, so moving from from D Wade, Pelicans pick up their first win. They needed this. They needed this, but is this news? Like, no, it's it, it it has to be news because I'm like, this would be like the first team in NBA history where the players just walked because they were just like <laughs> they're so disenchanted with the the well the lack of process. Elvin Gentry is gonna be. If he doesn't start winning a little bit, he's like I know that he's a good coach. He's a better coach than this suggests, but you have to win games, otherwise, he is not going to make it through the season. Oh my God! Seeing like uh, a procession of people wearing white, led by the brow, leaving the NBA, <laughs> leaving the team, <laughs> the brow walks. <laughs> yeah, the, they're just walks. like there's like some weird rule where they can't come back to the NBA, so they end up like. Like they go to the Turkish league or something <laughs> like that, just like they just dominate the Turkish league. Right. But Buddy Hield like hitting like uh, seventeen three pointers in that game or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know much about this, but I'll let you talk about this. Uh, Durant streak ending versus Golden State. Oh, I mean, it just happened recently, um, obviously, and um, he's had like a seventy six to eighty game streak of twenty points or more. That's uh, only ever done four times in the history of NBA, with Jordan doing it twice or something. And he was going to surpass it. He was only like four games away from being number three or number two, right? Yeah. Um, and they were dominating Denver by like 20-something, and he just missed his last shot in the third quarter. They, the fans wanted him to come back in, um, but he didn't. He, you know, Steve Kerr let him off the bench, or let him on the bench. Sure. So okay. his, his streak ended. Not a big deal, yeah. though. Uh, moving to the uh, – end. To, uh, these were uh, Friday's games. Uh, boy, Man, how are you supposed to pick this game? 76ers, uh, 76ers win. Well, this was their first win as well yeah. over the Pacers. Uh, just uh, Pacers. Just Pacers, like, man. Fuck the Pacers right now. <laughs> I, I had them on such a high, and MTG was right, man. Like, a new coach is a new identity, yeah. regardless of how uh, strong your team has, has been, you know? Yeah, and how good they look on paper. I'm a little frustrated with them right now, but good on the 76ers. It was a really fun game to watch, honestly. If you had a ch- if you have a chance to watch some highlights, you should watch the highlights of that. Yeah. Raptors narrowly edged the Hornets. Again, this this is a pretty good game. Like, this is a good. much better game than I th- than I thought. So, yeah. um it's like 113-111 and it's it's pretty close for for much of the game. It's there's there's a, a few swings, but I, uh, that makes it much more interesting out east. Right. Boy, there, some big performances that game. Kemba Walker and uh, Demar Derozan. Yeah, and Derozan had had big games. Monster games. Man, it's fun to see. Derozan this. better get just for, like nominated by the play, like by the fans though. Oh yeah, like he is just incredible right now. Um, Clippers, Clippers just edged the Thunder. This was kind of a surprising game, and then. Uh, Again, again, what what is it? But <laughs> stupid Portland takes it to OT versus the Kings. You know this Kings team is not is not that bad. They, they aren't that bad. They're not that good. But they they're certainly capable of being about five hundred, maybe a little bit better. But I don't think they're gonna find they're gonna find themselves in that terrible ninth, tenth seed. And just not like progressing. son of a bitch. Yeah, like, why, did we, why did we win all these uh, games? We, we like <laughs> we just won enough where it's like we're not going to get better, mm-hmm. but we didn't lose enough, so we can actually pick a player. You know, pick yeah, up yeah. a really good player. But they have a great coach. They have a great star and cousins, and they have gay well, for a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying that like, they can win games, obviously, but it's just yeah. Why? Why are they winning games right now? Yeah. Uh, so we move into to last night's game. So typically we've been recording on Saturdays. So we, we're rec- right. we're recording on on the 13th. Sunday, so we'll we're going to talk just a little bit about Saturday games last night. 
Dude, Wolves. Mm-mm. Wolves did not have it last night. Not against the uh, not against the Clips, but not really a surprise there. It's all right. Um, well, in terms of what I thought were notable games, the Spurs the Spurs edged the Rockets. I picked the Rockets to win this game because I didn't think that they could contain. Yeah. Um, Harden and his trip dub, but Kawhi did. Yeah. Um, and Kawhi is just a monster. I can't believe he's doing what he's doing. Um, in in regular season games and <laughs> regular season basketball. And then the I thought this was a good game. Raptors over the Knicks in a shootout between Melo and DeRozan, and it was like the mid range. Who was the mid range king, right? Yeah, he was. And Rosen came out in front, so not 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 surprising. This Knicks team is is definitely uh, they do not have it together yet. I'm not going to write them off entirely um, because I think that they'll get streaky. They they may end up kind of pulling it through, but I right now week three. Um, Definitely not the enthusiasm I had in week one for them. For sure. Um, one, uh, just a couple of other things. I had a very, very tough time with this game. Um, the Detroit, Denver the De- game. Detroit Denver. Like Denver to me is so variable. Like they can, they can, they can win games, and you're like at home, you you think they'll probably win more games, but I don't know. And then Detroit kind of shows up with whatever they're going to show up with. Well, they're both really deep teams, actually. It's a strong, that's uh, com- a strong game to like not be able to predict because both teams have very similar identities where they're inside out yep. and um, they have a lot of shooters and Gallinari and you know Tobias Harris and you know it's just a hard game to predict. Really, it's just the uh, the la- last game from from the wraps uh, to wrap up this last week. Uh, the Nets and Suns. Now, I don't. I'm not really highlighting that much in this game, but I was watching near the end of this game, and then like the Nets just surged at the end and just completely took this game. They won by like they won by almost they won by 18. They, they were on like a 20 or 24 to two. Wait, run. so who took who took the game over? Brooke Lopez? I I don't remember. Oh, because I, I don't remember. I think uh, so. Booker was the leading scorer for wow, them. Wow. Okay. But. Man, I'm I'm looking at that Nets that Nets team and that, well, that's a game that's like worst of the week for sure. But it's just uh, I guess you tuned yeah. into it. So. No, I well, I just I tuned into the score because I'm like, man, I'm gonna go like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go like, uh, you know, ten for eleven if I can if I can get that game. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I just I couldn't pull it through. So yeah, for sure. All right, so we kind of talked about stats. Okay, so three weeks in. Let's talk about MV, MV, MVP level stats. You, you sure. put this together, and I love this. Um, okay. You, well, I think you're, our, our boy, Hondo, yeah. you know, predicted Russell Westbrook as the MVP. <laughs> and I think 21 days in, man, you're the leader in that. All right. Um, I had CP3. I believe he had... Uh, C, CP3 is in that mix. Is yeah. in that mix. LeBron is in that mix. Like, those are, I mean... We just need to see more ball. We're only 11% done. I calculated that out. <laughs> only 11% done. So it's yeah. like, you know, with 11% of the uh, precincts in, uh, we, yeah. we definitely cannot predict this quite yet. Dude, DeRozan, DeRozan is a very surprising surprising MVP. Most like, surprising. Most surprising in terms of points per game. Um, Hassan, uh, Whiteside is definitely, he's not a surprise at all. No. Um, he's almost doing 15 boards a game, which is just incredible. Yeah. Harden, that it's a statement to how many assists that he's he's getting right now. You should watch it. It's like very simple bounce passes and alley oops, like yeah. all the Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, it's it's Harden Capella. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing that like four times a game, and yeah. he's doing these really simple bounce passes and kickouts to these wide open three point shooters because it's James Harden. Mm-hmm. You don't let him go to the paint on his own. Yep. I mean, easy assist, man. And it's <laughs> it's watching him is just unreal. Go ahead. Um. So a few more stats. So CP3, CP3 is kind of he's leading in steals, almost, almost three steals per game. Sorry, Matt Barnes. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can just go back to stealing wives instead. Yes. Um, Davis is is dropping about three blocks per game, which is like that's that's a really good, really really high number for blocks. I think it. Uh, it's like him and Whiteside. Did you see that play from Whiteside this week when he just like comes out of the air? Like he comes out of the air to just like bring that ball down. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. It was so good. Oh my god. So. Um, <laughs> and if you didn't see it, you can just hear us talk about it. Yeah, that's just, how good it was. It's it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. This is not really a stat that I'm that enthused about. He's, Dwight's hitting what sixty three percent. But Dwight's taking short shots and everything. This is the DeAndre DeAndre Jordan Dwight Howard kind of like, 
Yeah, the, you're going to lead in this stat, but it it's it's kind of a cover-up stat. So, But the next one. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just take it away. Take it away. Andrew Wiggins is leading the league in three-point field goal percentage over Kevin Durant, over C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, over Steph Curry. He's in that echelon of three-point shooters right now. It's crazy. Um, he's the most efficient three-point shooter right now, and he was the worst last season, and he was abysmal even the season before. Hey, hey, I like that. I want that drink pink juice he's drinking. <laughs> okay, some quick hits on, on awesome moments. We talked about some some good games, but let's oh, talk yeah. about some awesome moments. I want to start out with the Joel Embiid fake. Like, oh, yeah. that fake is unreal. Let's post a clip to that on our, we'll on, that sure. on, on our Twitter feed unbelievable he just like he throws it up it completely takes him and then just puts it back in in, he uh he may not well we'll get into we'll get into our top tens in our in our rant section here Mm -hmm. um but we'll kind of go from there um you talked go i i did see go bears dunk before uh before we recorded you want to talk a little bit about just two seven footers you know seven foot four dudes euros yeah manning up over each other and go bear it's like you're nothing to me. And he just like <laughs> levitates. And Gobert levitating, like that was awesome. Yeah. And I'm calling Christoph's Porzingis K pops. I don't care. <laughs> I just love that. It's, it sounds like he runs an orchestra. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and then. Well, an orchestra the, that got dunked on. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like Steph's shimmy after he oh, yeah. hits after he hits 13. He's just like, he throws down this dance. <laughs> Did you see the other. Uh, the awesome moment. I don't know if it was from this week or week two, but that the woman who was dancing in the stands oh, for yeah, Golden State. Week. It, was from this week. I, it was just like I love that, and they were just <laughs> the mom. There were memes all over with that thing. Yeah, she's a regular. I, I, you should turn into postseasons. She's always there. Okay, doing that. Um, but otherwise, other awesome moments. T Wolves. T Wolves win. Uh, New Orleans win, Phillies win. E- even though they're just single wins, they just like it's cool. Kind of give some hope to some franchises <laughs> yeah. that are like, oh shit, like we're actually here to win games. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about a few kind of just like terrible or or what the fuck moments that are happening in <laughs> kind of this week. Uh, boy, besides that one win, New Orleans is just has not gotten it together. Eighty went down last night. He did back injury, so we'll see what happens. I'm not going to say I called that, but I'm pretty sure you called. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The uh, the other kind of terrible moment is what what is like John Wall like what, what is yeah. What what is happening with John Wall? Psyche. He's just like did did he get locked up or something or just like unbelievable. I'm almost positive MTG said something about Bradley Beal's contract <laughs> got into John Wall's head, and then John Wall's like, "Let's just get out of here," and he's yeah. thrown up. And man, and just he's like, taking it to heart, I guess. And I've always wanted to see a Wall and Cousins tandem, but yeah. like, if he's doing this, I don't want to see that. You know? No, no, he's he's but he's actually, a good he's a good guy, Wall. But what is he doing? Right, he's like <laughs> screaming at the ref to get ejected, and he's kicking balls, and <laughs> it's like that's not the player that I envisioned in John Wall mm-hmm. ever. So. Uh, Melo gets ejected. Which More on is, that later. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the last kind of WTF moment is like Rockets. Rockets are still not playing at home. Like it's, I don't it's think just I've ever like, seen that in the first like week and a half, two weeks of the season. I put it up there just because it's kind of a what the hell NBA. Like, yeah. Why did you schedule seven of the first eight games on the road? Yeah. All right. So I want to do. I want to do a special a special segment, and we've we've debated this a little bit, and. Uh, we were talking about kind of top ten players, so oh yeah, so let, we're just gonna see where this goes. But uh, top ten, top ten players. Let's uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be back with our list. All right, we we are back with our our controversial segment, our controversial segment on for week three. So uh, with MTG gone for the three man weave this week. Uh, Guy and I started started on a a very furious debate last furious. week. Well, we were just we were going back and forth, and I believe that you hit me on approximately fourteen different social networks. Yes. So <laughs> with, I remember, I remember with your picks. So I mean, this has kind of gone back and forth. So as of right now, so the the construct here of this argument was or debate was who are the ten best players in the NBA right now? Right now. So the, now I'm not going to I I have not made any changes since I first made this list probably 
early early this week. This right. was like a Monday or Tuesday. It's Twenty one days in. We just we just kind of got into it. So um, okay, so let's just let's start at the top. Let's we're going in order. We're going in order. So, uh, <laughs> so let's start start with number. Do you want to start with number one or do you want to start with number ten? Um, no, let's go with number ten or number one. So we'll, we'll go with number one. I had LBJ as number one. Okay, okay. There, I am. I have the same exact pick. Okay. So we are. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. That is a wow. debate, right? <laughs> that, the debate is over. The, deba- <laughs> the debate is over. So, all right, let's go. Let's go with number two. I don't even want to talk about LeBron. We we were in agreement with Le- in violent agreement about LeBron. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was a begrudgingly agreement uh, agreed on. Like, <laughs> I don't like him, but anyways, KD was my number two. Ah, uh, boy. I I do. I do respect KD, as you'll you'll see very very quickly here. I do have Westbrook at two. I think with his NBA or MVP caliber season, like he deserves to be up in that in that second spot. Right. He is is completely kind of running. Okay. Kind of. He is running. Mm -hmm. OKC, and he's still keeping them competitive when they could have been written off. Right. I would say that's a very fair argument. My only reasoning for not putting him in number two is because you can give the ball to KD in any situation and he'll make a shot. Yeah, R- Russell Westbrook does not have a great shooting or shooting track record where sure. his mid range is okay, if not butter, but anything outside of fifteen feet, and he's just like, "What am I doing?" You know. Sure, but but he's gonna like he's a triple threat. He's gonna go points. Yeah. He's he's gonna go points. He's gonna go boards. He's gonna go assists. Yeah. He's he's running steals. He's gonna be up there in minutes. Like he is definitely like. He is a top quality player. Like you may be able to move him around a little bit. I don't think you can shift him outside of your top five right now. Like you, you could definitely move him from two, and I could see an argument for him being potentially three or potentially even four. But I, I cannot see any other players bumping ahead as of right now. Okay. Okay. So um, my three is Curry. Your three is Curry. So my three is Durant. Yeah. My three is Durant, and I think Durant has played a little bit better ball. Than, than Curry has thus far. I obviously Curry's you know thirteen three point uh, explosion yeah. is definitely to be factored in. But Durant is leading is leading Golden State in points. You know I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of some of your arguments earlier. He's just he's capable of doing a lot for that team. Oh, yeah. He he doesn't. I'll say the one thing that I I don't. I don't necessarily think that Durant is as good as Curry is at. Like, Durant doesn't, like, he's not going to explode for, like, 50 or, like, 60 or something like that. He's, like, a consistent, like, 25 to 35, you know. It's incredible right there. I, I mean, but, like, that's those are Jordan-esque numbers. Yeah. But he's just, he, he lets other players in the game as well. So, uh, but, yeah, his capabilities just... You have to push him in the in the top five. Mm-hmm. So, okay, and number my four is Westbrook. Okay, all right. My my number four is Curry. So it's like it's kind of funny how we just kind of flipped him in around. Yeah, flip those guys around. Okay, but then we start uh, start to deviate a little bit. We start to deviate a little bit. So going go with your number five, Kawhi Leonard. Okay, I uh, I'm not that opposed to this. Like I am definitely not that opposed. He is a defensive specialist. He is. He has been kind of making career marks in points this season, and he is leading leading that Spurs, you know, that Spurs team, you know, with support from LMA. He's going to make them, you know, I thought they could be a two. I think they're going to be a three. Yeah, I th- I think the Spurs are going to be a three right now because I I think the Clips are going to edge the Spurs. Like it's just just it's in terms inevitable. just in terms of how they're playing. It's it it might be a little bit too early to say that definitively, but like yeah. the, the you know. Well, I would rather have Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan on defense than Paul Gasol and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with Paul Gasol. I I, I respect uh, LMA, but yeah, DeAndre Jordan is a is a defensive specialist. But this is about you know Kawhi Leonard and just yeah. his yeah, placement yeah. in the top ten players. If you were to start a franchise yes. right now, yes. you know, like that's my that's my criteria really. Yeah, I would say I would say you probably you know if I'm looking to start a franchise kind of based upon the future, I'm looking at I'm looking at Leonard. I'm looking at Davis. I'm looking at a couple of other guys. So, so you go with uh, Leonard, and you go so, with Davis. Yeah, I go with Davis. I think, you know, I, I think that he's still put up kind of spectacular numbers. He is not. 
but he is not winning games. So I, I could see the argument for for taking him out of the top five potentially, but I I don't think you can take him out of the top ten. Well, I, I not not for the performance over the first twenty one days. Yeah, yeah. Over like over the course of the season, fine. Now the fact that he's hurt and like if you factor all that other stuff in, yeah, you could probably move him in. He's a top thirty player, then not a top not a top ten player. But as of some statement like oh yeah for some sure, statement man. games real early that he uh, I, I think he's he's personally up there. So he, you, dro- he dropped fifty points in the opening night. And mm-hmm. no one showed up to the game for game two. Like, yeah. it was an empty arena. Yeah. And I feel bad for him, but he's been on a losing team just like a Kevin Love in Minnesota, you know, Chris Bosch in Toronto type yeah. of player. And he's always been injured, and he's he has a really great uh, rep- or like arsenal of, sh- uh, of on offense, yeah. but he takes these long twos, and they're fadeaway long twos. Mm-hmm. And that's his comfortable shot right there. You know, like, it's not, ex- it's not like... An excel, a brand of basketball to excel on offense, mm-hmm. and honestly, he's injured, and that knocks him down a, ch- a a huge chunk. And when you say top thirty, he's definitely in my top thirty of yeah, players to start yeah. a franchise with right now. But because of his injury history, you ha- you can't let that you know go unnoticed. Yeah, but I would say just through the first twenty one games, this yeah. is, that that's where I put him. I I think long term, kind of looking throughout the course of the season, looking at the All Star break when he probably do this again, that. He's not. He's probably not going to be there, especially if he's off for any significant amount of time. Well, it's not even twenty-one games. It's twenty-one days. That's twenty-one like eight days. Or nine, eight or nine games. Yeah. He's already injured, and so that's what. Yeah. That, that doesn't help the situation. But I, I mean, oh. I, I applaud your, uh, you know, decision to put him up there. Okay, so move to your six. Uh, my six is CP three, at this stage in his career. Oh my goodness! You know, and I know you probably don't have him in your top ten. I I do not have him in my top ten, but he was one of them that was like. Man, you should. I should. (laughs) I should have. I should have. So you know, moving to my six. My six is Leonard. Like, you know. So I'm just kind of, kind of swapping with you there. Um, Man, CP3 is playing just excellent ball right now, though. He's probably leading the NBA in uh, player efficiency rating, and he doesn't have to do a whole lot. He's playing three quarters, like you know, AKA Curry from last year. Yeah. And they're blowing out teams, and a lot of it is not him floppy coptering like last (laughs) years past. It's him like. Really being true to himself, and he's playing an amazing um, general this season for sure. But you know, this I made this list maybe a week or so ago, and I might change it. You know, as yeah. of course oh, as I, a season. I think I have to change course. it already. I have to change it already for, with a couple of uh, a couple of picks. But, but well, my number seven, yep. is PG thirteen. Even though their team is ass, <laughs> even though he's kind of playing like you know Elmer's. Glue sticks. I don't even know. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Just keep it. Just keep it. But I said ass, and then I went to Elmer's glue sticks. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, he's still he is an excellent player, but boy, that team is not getting it together. I think so I, I think I wanted to say something like he's not playing like butter. He's playing like glue. <laughs> and I went to Elmer's <laughs> glue sticks. <laughs> No, I mean, it was in my head, and I just went with it. Uh, unbelievable. So your your seven your seven is George. I. Uh, I actually put Harden up at seven. Cool. I think I think what he's doing right now, he especially in the assist department, he he deserves to be in the top ten. I think he deserves to be in the top ten. Whether you respect his long term capabilities and ball play, that's a different story. But as of right now, as of what he's doing this season, yeah. he is he is making himself a player to watch for the for MVP. Um, I really wish I had a, a second to edit this list because I would put him in here um, yep. and replace with someone else. But yep. I'm going with it. I'm ride or dying with this list. Apparently, um, right now you are. Right yeah, now. Or I have to. Yeah, <laughs> you have a gun to my head. <laughs> um, I think Harden needs to be in this discussion for MVP right now. Yeah, and I think as this, you know, 21 days, 42 days, 66 days, you know, as we progress, yeah, we'll edit these lists and it's, it's oh, be kind yeah. of fun to track. Yeah, but Harden definitely belongs in based on the season. But I, dude, I hated him his entire career. <laughs> I hated him, so I couldn't put him on this list. That's fine. That's that's completely fine. Sure. Okay, so moving to eight, Carl Anthony Towns. But okay, second year player. If you were to start today, a franchise brand spanking new, you wouldn't put him in there. But I would. No, no, I I would put him in there. I would put him in there, in there for that conversation. But I, in terms of how he's played over the first twenty one days, I do not put him in that discussion. Like. He is he he makes my he makes my top twenty, but he he's not played 
he's not played to level, and he, he hasn't, like, I think he has more leadership capabilities than he's exuding right now, and sure. I think he can take over games more than he's doing right now. I, I agree. I, 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 I get it. I, I respect how good of a player he is, but he, I don't know what, he just needs a little push to go the, a little bit higher. The clincher for me is we're nine games into this season. Yeah. Anthony Davis is making $20 million a year. Sure. Carl Anthony Towns, who I believe is already a better player than Anthony Davis, yeah. is making seven, six or seven million a year. Sure. And I mean, I respect that too, but that's a that's a value decision. That's a value decision. But a player, like player efficiency, is is he exuding on the court? And I... I think he will long term. I think he he's definitely a, a candidate that I consider th- when I revamp my list that I potentially kind of put him up there. Mm-hmm. I will tell you who I moved to uh, who I moved to my eight though. I Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is just like I did not expect him to be this high. Yeah. Like I I knew how good he was after last year's playoffs, but I like I just didn't think he was at that level, but he just I don't know. When he just said that he wanted to be MVP and like got some like people to like, hey, he, he definitely be. should be MVP. Like he is, he is definitely in that conversation. And I mean, I wish he'd win games in regulations so I don't have to like stay Debate up and <laughs> stay up and watch watch everything else. But uh, <laughs> um, no, he's de- he's in that conversation. I think I think he's gonna ride throughout the whole season. He's that's my bold prediction right now that he's he's a top ten player. Um, He's in your list all season long. All season long. That's awesome. I would have written him off um, early on, but then I just read about his offseason. I read about how Steve Kerr projected him as an MVP, and I just saw his first couple weeks, you know? Mm -hmm. I couldn't deny it. And um, I don't understand his jump shot, but it's butter, man. (laughs) It's gravy. It's... um, <laughs> just, just, just keep rolling. Just get, it's, it's butter. It's gravy. It's glue. It's it's honey. It's just it's just, <laughs> butter again. It's, it's, it turned back into butter. Uh, all right. So I'm running out of condiments. So you so you're running. So you're actually running Lillard at nine. At nine. At nine. For that fact alone, I think I'm really surprised by him yeah. uh, taking it all on. And they don't really have a team worthy of like playoff considerations, but they're just exceeding expectations every game, game in and game out. Yeah, just around paper, basically, you know. But um, what's your number nine? My nine is Paul George. Uh, okay. Boy, last week I was much higher on him, and I've just continued to decline. So yeah, he's the next the drop. next revision, he hope he might make top twenty, but yeah. I don't know if he will. But we don't talk about top twenties in here. No, not yet. Not yet. We upper echelon. No, this is this is upper echelon. But we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about kind of near misses and potentially switches for next time. So wrap up number ten. We and both I, have we both have some bad boys on this list. I I like I like your number ten. This was a bold statement. It was bold. This was a bold statement when you first Air made horn. it. So I was like, this got me going. It got me completely riled up. I'm like, top ten right now. Drop what you're doing and put <laughs> put together this list. <laughs> so. I have I have one Joel Embiid. You know, in my top ten players of the NBA, twenty-one days in. You know, I, I love this. I love this pick. Um, I, I was a little bit kind of like, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I completely agree. But then you watch more games. You watch him. You watch shoot him shoot three. shoot the three. You watch him block shots. You watch him. You know, watch his assist ability. Like he looks like he would be slow. Yeah, he's not slow. No, no. He can run the offense on his. He can play like Kevin Garnett. You know, like oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. A, an excellent, an excellent pick. A, a, a bold. I'm, I'm going to call it a bold pick. Um, I don't know if we're going to see him run all season at no, this level, no. but I mean, the fact that he's even in this conversation is remarkable for for where well, he started. Walking in, he's the runaway uh, pick for. Rookie of the year. Oh yeah, there's no yeah. other player in contention. No, no, definitely. Um, but your number ten is my, one. My number ten is, is uh, Demarcus Cousins, uh, Boogie, and you know what? He's played very well. He's played very well over the first 21 games. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still a bad boy. He's still he's still not that happy in in Sacramento. So I don't think we're going to see him there um, next season. But I, right. I, you know, he's uh, he's he's helping them win some games. He's helping them win some games, and I I think he has, I don't know, he's he could kind of teeter, kind of on and off. You know, if I start to look at my list, some changes, and we'll get into that in one second, mm-hmm. he may not make the list. 
So let, let's let's just kind of get into that. So this was this was probably our this was our top ten list yeah. from from Monday or so. Sure. Um, who do you think? Let me talk just a little bit. A couple changes that I that I like. I don't think I can quite go and beat here. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul would definitely bump Boogie off this list for me. Um, also, DeRozan has has continued to keep up this performance. Like unbelievable. I just, to me, I'm just like more kind of shocked that yeah. he still continued to do it. And it's like, when will he eventually kind of set back to uh, back to his other pacing? So I, I got a little bit nervous. The other guys that I potentially had in consideration were Griffin, Horford, LMA, um, Irving. Wade Butler, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but those guys, there's no one on that list besides besides DeRozan and CP3 that really, really to me kind of can gravitate up that list. Right. For me, I would say you're spot on in terms of that. I would say Butler and DeRozan and Harden should definitely be in my top ten right now. Yeah. I would say any other names would yeah, be. But do you think probably but- Kyrie Irving and probably um, Kemba Walker um, could uh, potentially could potentially. Yeah, I, I would say that they're probably. Probably dark horses for now. Yeah, I would say that there are definitely potentials. I, I don't know if I can completely put Butler up there. He's been spotty. He's been spotty. He's been spotty, but he is. He's going to be on the cusp here of of making that list. So, all right, excellent, excellent debate fun, for our uh, for our top ten for this week. So, twenty one days in, we'll we'll take another cut at this in another three four weeks and yeah. see uh see what we have. I don't think I don't think our our top, uh, you know, top few players are going to move that substantially, but the 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 underside of this list, like players like Davis, they're not, they probably won't make the cut if yeah. they're not playing. So, um, and you want to make this list if you're an NBA player. Yeah, you want to make this list. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna we're gonna tweet it out. Okay. Like you, we're you direct you, you, them. you don't you don't make this list. You know, we're gonna go we're gonna go off like Stephen A. Smith on you. You know, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, uh. All right, so hey, let's uh. We gotta, we gotta go back. We gotta go drop into this weekend basketball. All right, so a little bit of league activity here. Um, you know what? We've talked about the NBA over the course of the off season and just about how socially progressive it is. And once again, they proved exactly, exactly what you know, exactly what they stand behind. Right. Adam Silver is just a absolutely incredible and i'm just i'm so happy that he's he's leading this league he's making it he's making it better for the fans the players the owners like he is kind of bringing these people together he's allowing players to say what they want to say you know it's just it's about being respectful and and kind of um and allowing for differing opinions which i which i i think is highly appropriate but it's uh you know Play, even coaches, Stan Van Gundy and Steve uh, Kerr and, Steve Kerr and Carmelo, yeah. and like I mean, not a coach, but but Carmelo and other players are kind of stepping out and making making statements. Yes. So, and I, you know, I, I think that's it. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome because you know what this you you have a voice. Yeah. You have a large voice to make to to potentially make a change to get people out to the polls to to let their voices be heard. Yeah, like sub fifty percent went to the polls uh, this week, and. Sometimes people look up to celebrities or um, you know their people as their folk point of inspiration, and sometimes it's you know coaches, sometimes it's NBA players. Yeah, maybe they can kind of resolve the gray area right now of what's kind of happened in the, in politics and in our country. Yeah, but just to help with clarity, really, and I love that you know everyone has a voice. I I, I love that. Yeah, they have a voice, and if if it were the NFL, they wouldn't have a voice, and they'd all be fined. You know, yeah, exactly. hundreds of thousands of dollars for saying what they actually want to state, and they like, come on, that's not. You don't shackle your players. Just let let them be humans. Let them talk about what is important to them. And you know what? They're if they have the voice to do that. If they don't have the voice to do that, if they get shackled, that's when people say crazy stuff. Oh yeah, that's when people say crazy stuff, and then they just start ranting, and then it makes everyone in the league have just a terrible opinion because you let the outliers just go off as soon as they like, as soon as they get the opportunity to do so. But, yeah, and the only, I mean, I'll probably add some quotes in here really quick, but yeah. um, one thing that I just want to say was Stan, Gun, Stan Van Gundy said, you know, I'm in this arena, I'm hearing the fans cheer, and half of them voted for Trump, and I cannot support that. And that's, I mean, that's that's perfectly okay, just yeah. in terms of what, what he is wanting to say and what, politically, what he has the right to say. Yeah. So... Dude, that's that's very very cool. So, um, you know what? The there is one Some other. Other than it was cool, yeah. Uh, well, 
one other political story, and that's the Cavs getting to visit the White House. I love it. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty fun. There's a, there's a pretty monster quote. I think it was from was it from Tristan Thompson or someone? Oh, someone like that. Where it's like we might be the last, the last team, the last NBA team to go visit the White House <laughs> for the time being, and that that's a pretty major statement. Right. Um, but you know what? It looked very lighthearted, and they. You know, they presented Obama a jersey, and it was that's a cool thing. It's just like you don't, you know, presidents and like they don't really have to do those sort of things, but they do it. And I think it's it's really cool to get the opportunity to, you know, to kind of to cross that political influence with with you know the power of sport. I feel like we need more of that for sure. Yeah, because sport is honestly like the biggest voice we have. Yeah, in 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 social activity and social engagement. Definitely, absolutely. Um, I do want okay so the the last part of league activity is boy Mark Cuban is just you know he's he always is made of opinions but like this last week or so he's basically made a statement that what is it uh, Mark Stein and Tim McMahon or something yeah like, these are reporters McMahon, yeah they're reporters for ESPN yeah. basically he thought that they weren't giving them kind of fair coverage and they and weren't so, and they and they weren't, but he revoked their press passes. Yeah. So I'm just like, so what? Like, without getting like too deep into this, like, what? You know, what's the responsibility of the owner to to the press? I mean, obviously, you need you need the press to come in and and to write about your teams. But like, if they're not doing a good job, do you have the opportunity to say something? I mean, is is this a good use of like Cuban's time to be actually involved in this debate, or 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 no? I just think it speaks volumes in terms of the voices that are not being really um, you know heard right now, mm-hmm. um, and the teams that are not being covered ad nauseum. It's the the Warriors, it's the Cavaliers, and it's on front page news on every section of any sports site. Yeah, and the Mavericks are a Mavericks. They're really bad right now, and so maybe it is a good investment of his time because he, he's not necessarily investing in his team yeah. at the moment because they're underperforming. And I think in terms of an owner's responsibility, you know, no one's reporting on the Mavericks. It's like a collection of NBA writers for ESPN. Mm-hmm. ESPN, all of the media, uh, like TNT and ABC, they pay the owners all this money, right, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to have this coverage. So it's kind of a weird issue that he's saying you cannot come in here even though you're paying us. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. But they want just local coverage. They want someone that's very upbeat about their beat writing, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Because no. every team has it. And, like, why do the Mavericks not? Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get it. I, I definitely get it. So, I mean, you should, get, you should get fair coverage in the ups and the downs. I mean, like, you know, teams like New Orleans, teams like Phoenix, like, they're not performing to what they once did. But they, you know what? They're still part of the league. They, yeah. they, still, they still have fans. If you don't give them attention, this is when you create kind of black holes for teams in which – which the fans step away because they're not really hearing about the coverage. And then, like, no. you know, the team teams keep losing and you keep getting less publicity. You end up you end up basically creating teams that can get moved around. Oh, for sure. I mean, and, and, and that's like that's what it that's, is. that's really, really bad to say it like that. But that's exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. Wow, yeah. So, OK, I want to move into a little bit of player activity. We talked a little bit about this, but um, let's start with, with some trades and some movement. Uh, Stevenson gets dropped from New Orleans. That hurts me, man. That hurts me inside and out. I think uh, <laughs> he hurt his bum or something like that, uh, and, okay. they, and they waived him before he could really get any proper health coverage, which is kind of strange. Sure. So. Um, Jordan Farmer gets waived from the Kings. That's not that big of a deal. This Grivas Vasquez, I don't really know that much about him, but I think he got. Uh, I think he was. He might have been waived as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure he was. Um, a no-name salute. <laughs> this is what I would say. What is this? <laughs> I would say Archie, Archie Goodwin and Yogi Ferrell. Basically, they ended up getting like extensions for the rest of the season in Brooklyn. Okay. I'm like no-name salute. Yeah, Yogi Yogi Ferrell has like averages like one point per game or something. I'm gotta, just like gotta boy, get him. Gotta get him, um, dude. Uh, it should have made kind of this list, but uh, so so Odin. What is the full story with Odin? Odin actually like he. He's completely out. Like he's re- completely retired now. Yeah. For Greg Oden. Yeah. So and and how did that? How did it all end? I guess so. Well, he's had terrible knees, terrible backs. No, no. I mean, I know that he's had a history of of injuries, but what was the kind of the the catalyst that ended everything now? Well, the fact that no team will even 
respond to him. Like he's. Dead. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. I, why are Why are we talking about him right now? Or oh, well, I was. We were talking about kind of like. Sorry, I was kind of getting into injuries and just yeah. other player movement. And I know that he had left the like, kind of left the league. And we'll talk about him in some upcoming quotes well, here. But yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. A couple big. In- well, that's fine. A couple big injuries from this week: uh, Derek Favors, Paul George, Horford is a huge injury for the, for the um, Celtics. For the Celtics, Alfred Camino from Portland. Yeah, it's it's pretty major for them because they're starting, you know, like Mo Harkless now. So sure. Oh, how could you and be? How could you be? How could you be, be Mo Harkless? <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you get my other one, the Dario Saric one? No. The Justin Bieber song. It's like. Um, is it too late to get be sorry? I was like, <laughs> is it, it's too late to be sorry. Oh man, dude, Mo Harkless, that that's just like lived in my brain since you first, <laughs> since you like first hit it a couple weeks ago. Um, okay, fines. I do have to touch on the fines. Paul George and John Wall are just like they are funding the NBA <laughs> like right now, man. I think John Wall has like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars in fines recently. Paul George is continuing to kind of feel that too. Um, I don't have any other kind of issues on player activity. You have any sort of other like? I didn't see any big contract or any other extensions. Or well, anything we like um, that. we moved past that deadline, so now the next oh, deadline really? is okay. essentially um, bird rights, and then the uh, you know um, February trade deadline before okay. the All Star game. Okay. All right. Um, so let, let's uh, let's turn our attention to a little bit lighter news for this week. So kind of riding off. Riding off of what what's happened in our a little bit more serious news, um, Barack commenting on J.R. Smith wearing his shirt at the White House. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So let's throw up a clip. Of oh, yeah, exactly sure. what he said there. I also, before I go any further, want to give a special thanks to J.R. Smith's shirt for showing up. I wasn't sure if it was going to make an appearance today. I'm glad you came. You're re- you're a very nice shirt. Um, I was crying when I saw the second story. Uh, the Golden State supervillain balloons. <laughs> it's just like, how is this a real story? And right. then just like one of the rookies probably had to like go get the balloons and get them, you know, hire somebody to get them pumped up and everything. And like that. That's <laughs> throw, com- throw a picture on there. That's on, completely funny on our uh, Twitter. Um, this is kind of lighter news, and it's a it's a section we don't have yet, but the the. The old mans. But the, this is the only time we'll ever talk about this player as well. Yes, yes. But the old mans. The old mans are like when somebody doesn't score at all. And you're he's like in the starting lineup. You're like, oh man, oh man, D- hasn't done anything. So, boy, Chandler Parsons, boy, big contract, but he opens up 0 for eight in his first game. He's an old mans. Welcome to the old mans. Welcome to the old mans, <laughs> dude. It, it, riding off the old mans, Miles Plumley. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he he had nothing. He, did he start this game? Yeah, that's why I put him in there. Oh my goodness! No, like no stats, just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like no no assists, no blocks, no boards. Like you're on the court running around. You like, you know what? Like the uh, the mop the mop girls and boys are out there are getting doing are, are are doing more with you know a higher player, higher fish, player efficiency, higher <laughs> player efficiency than you are. So <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, hey Miles Plumley, you made the old man's this week as well. Welcome. 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 It's it's a very disastrous place to live, so hopefully you can stay off our list next week. Speaking of disasters. Oh, my God. Area 21. What are they doing? They're bringing in Sam Mitchell as their guest this week. Hey, man. Wow. Wow. And all we can hear is Kevin Garnett hitting a basketball, and they're talking about you know the games of the weekend. You can't hear what they're saying because he's slamming on a basketball. Oh, my goodness. Wearing his like, Kobe outfits. Oh, um, uh, yeah. It needs, it needs some serious refinement, but... Uh, Lighter news, honestly. Area twenty one, great thing for KG, but honestly, it's it's a it's it's trash. It's a poop shoot. <laughs> um, this is a little bit lighter news, but it's more kind of on the media side. I did see that the that Facebook is starting to broadcast some of the D League games. So um, I awesome. I like this, and I think that being on Facebook just allows them to get in front of a lot of people, and hopefully it kind of builds starts to gradually build up the reputation of the D League. Yeah. It's a little bit lighter news, just just because this is just another platform for them, and you know it's the D League. But uh, right. you know what? There are a few decent players that have come from the D League, and I think that if you if you allow for the opportunity to bring in more fans, which brings in more revenue, you're going to get a chance to kind of build up players to a higher caliber in the in the D League with more resources. Right. So, all right, we're going to move into the 
the always amazing section, did he say that? Mm-hmm. All right. So Greg Oden, to start out with, goes, I'll be remembered as the biggest bust in NBA history. Because he went number one. KD went number two in that draft. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And Greg Oden's been injured this entire time. Mm-hmm. He ended his season in Miami a couple seasons ago. He looked okay, but no. No one's giving him a chance anymore. And Sure. He went on record on an ESPN article about him to say that. Okay, but. the second one here. President Obama congratulates the Cavs and says, that's right, I said world champion in Cleveland in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. Unbelievable. Hey, I'll let you hit up. Let's hit up the uh, Andrew Bogut comment this week. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, there's a lot of news surrounding this game that was kind of not a game. Uh, Friday night ESPN always likes to amp up their games with some random hi- uh, headlines. And one of them was a quotable from Andrew Bogut saying, because he's now on Dallas, he's not on Golden State, and it was a Dallas versus Golden State game. Mm-hmm. OKC exposed us last season with their big lineup, meaning OKC and their big lineup dismantled the Golden State Warriors until they came back from a 3-1 deficit, mm-hmm. showing that OKC or Golden State Warriors were extremely exposed. Mm-hmm. And they ruined their big lineup by taking Bogut out, by taking, you know, bringing Zaza Pachulia in and uh, losing Festa Cezili and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically saying, I am salty as hell. You you traded me, you motherfuckers. And, <laughs> you know, this is what I get. I get this crap-ass team with Harrison Barnes. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, salty, and I don't know if I really want to expand on it much more. No, no, no. It was no, big news for the no. game that wasn't a game. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to drop down to our to our final quote for the section, and, and basically saying that Devin Booker kind of comments on his breakout performance, and he goes, "I always knew that I was capable of this. I didn't know I'd get this opportunity this early, but I knew I'd have my opportunity. And when it came, I wasn't looking back. I you know what? This, man. That's awesome, and the caliber that he's playing at, and if he holds up that caliber, he is going to be in the awards uh, awards conversation later this season. So. For sure, man. Awesome. Yeah, I love his energy and I love his uh, his persona on the court. And hopefully, he can become he can become the star that Phoenix desperately needs. All right. So a bit. I'm just going to go into the uh, rambling gambler just a little bit and go for just a couple of quick hits. One, I can't predict anything that Indy's doing. Absolutely nothing. So they're done. Uh, they're they're just incredibly, incredibly tough to predict. Um, you know, I've commented on Portland. I'm just, I'm actually taking the over for the rest of the season on the number of overtime games that they'll be playing. <laughs> um, you know, stats wise, I've, I've been doing pretty good. I've kind of, kind of come back after a, after a post election slump, uh, and I've come, I've come back and I'm running about sixty five percent, which is great. You know what? I'm I'm a little bit disenchanted though with the fact that I want to bet on Minnesota, and I, I, I feel like I can't quite yet. They just don't have the pieces together, so it's it's making it really really tough. Even though like I'm I'm a huge fan, but they're just like they have to close games. They have to close games, That's otherwise okay. otherwise I cannot kind of see it. I know that they're playing the Lakers today. Yeah, but we're, let's not get into the. We're gonna cover that game next week. Oh, okay. So. Um, other kind of rambling gambler bits, oh, boy, I can't, I can't cover New Orleans. I have a really tough time with Boston right now. Um, man, Houston, Houston, San Antonio is just like, to me, a perpetual crapshoot. It, it, it's absolutely going to go either way. And like the, <laughs> it's funny, the other games that are, that are really interesting to me are like the, uh, uh, the Heat versus the Heat versus Chicago, all these like return games where players return and they're they're like, I want to make a statement. You know, I'm not going to win the other games that I should win, but I'm I'm going to make a statement. So D Wade's going to win that game down in uh, he's going to win that game down in Miami, and then you got like uh, Derek Rose wanting to winning that game out in New York versus Chicago. I'm just like, come on, man, what what is this? It's just like you needed that extra incentive, but like go beat teams like the Bucks and the Kings and like and Phoenix, unbelievable. Incredibly hard to predict, and that's why I'm running 65 instead of like 80, 80% right now. So, you know, that's the rambling gambler for this week. I'm I will be back with more vengeance, but you know, I I spent most of my vengeance this week just coming up with my top 10. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna be right back with our our week ahead. All right, so we're back, we're back, and you know what? 
you know what? This is a fun pick this week. So this is our RTP game of the week. Nice. So you know what? We so we started up. We haven't talked about about this meetup at all, but we started up a meetup. So we are the biggest NBA Thursday fans out there. So this side of the Mississippi, actually in this entire country, right. and we have set up a a. A, an event where people can come join us to watch any of the games that are on NBA Thursday. So we had a pretty good turnout um, on in our first week, a few less in our second week, but we're coming back with a vengeance because our game of the week this week is Philly versus Minnesota, and I'm calling it the Futures game. This oh, yeah. this is the Futures game. This is going to be a great game. So this yeah. is a this is a 5 p.m. Uh, 5, 5 p.m. Pacific uh, game, and this should be really really fun. Yeah. So extremely excited to see this game and to get a huge crowd out so it's on tnt yes look at us on tnt yeah yeah (laughs) so if you're in the seattle area uh look up nba thursday on meetup.com and come out and join us and bring dollar bills and bring as many dollar bills as you can pack all right so best games of the week best games of the week coming up raptors Cavs is going to be a really really exciting game see the bulls and clippers bulls clips hawks hornets i'm throwing it out there that's gonna be a good game i'm throwing it out there spurs lakers who would have thought I I actually like this. I I'm getting to be a semi Laker fan yeah. after that just destruction of Golden State. And speaking of Golden State, Golden State versus uh, the Raptors. Yes, yes, be insane game. That's that is a great game. Worst games of the week. I let me this. let me continue on this fashion. Pelicans Magic, absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> Magic Pacers. I don't want to predict either. Um, Wizards Wizards Seventy Sixers. I personally do not like this game. I just like from a prediction standpoint, not good. Magic Mavs. This this is our contender for worst game of the season. Turn off the TV. Worst game of the season. Uh, not not only are no professional writers going to report on this, no semi professional uh, podcasters are going to report on this game either. <laughs> so so that wraps what? up our worst worst games of the week. We will be back next week with some with some awesome awesome picks. Rambling Gambler and. Obviously, our RTP game of the week. For sure. So so stay tuned. Hey, Guy, yep. hit us on the outro. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, we'll edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're supposed to say, you know, you're supposed to outro, and then I'm supposed to say, instead of saying peace, I say this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay, just one second. Um, you know what? We out for the week. So, Gee, what are you going to leave us with? Carmelo Anthony, in the summer of 2016, got gold for the third time, finding it his most imaginable feat. And he goes on record saying, America will be great again. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Join us next week for episode 14. This is Honda with Gee. We're riding by. We out. Studio Production. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.